I'd like to start off this episode with a review from ID Hope. And ID Hope says, I appreciate the acknowledgement that just because we are faith-driven leaders, it does not mean that we will immediately have all the answers. It will take some intentionality and practice practical steps to get us there. Rika provides information to help us navigate through the circumstances that come with being a woman of faith in leadership. Thanks. Much needed support. Thank you, Ivy Hope. I am very happy to open up my podcast with that review. That is amazing. And truly, I'm just following God's calling on my life. I feel that he has a message specifically about workplace culture, specifically for us as women of faith in leadership positions. And I am just happy to be here. I am super excited to um, celebrate 500 downloads tonight as I am sitting here and recording. Uh, Very exciting. And also I am celebrating the fact that the podcast received top 10% ranking globally today as well. So today is a big day. And I am, yeah, it's just amazing to me, big smile on my face that God can do that and just truly amazing. I'm not necessarily surprised about that because because I'm not surprised that God is amazing. I'm not surprised, you know, about everything that he can do. And he promises us that he will always look after us and that he will just be there for us if we trust him. And God just wants us to trust him. And basically that's what I did when I jumped um, into this podcast and I am, yeah, I'm just really happy to be here, thankful for you all. And in today's episode, I'll be sharing six ways that you can foster a culture of accountability in your team. Let's get started. As Christian women in leadership, we often find ourselves struggling with the balance between implementing faith-based leadership principles and the worldly perspectives of our colleagues and team members. You once felt passionate about leadership, but have often come up against people with fixed mindsets who are unwilling to change. You feel like giving up and stepping out of your leadership role because is it really worth it? Friend, you're in the right place. Here we're not only going to talk about the challenges, we're going to tackle them head on with a faith-based approach that's both practical and empowering. So, if you're ready to transform your leadership journey, to set boundaries that make a real impact, and to create a workplace culture where both you and your team can thrive, then join me in uncovering the strategies, wisdom, and godly guidance that will lead you to success. I'm Rika Whelan, and welcome to the Woman of Faith in Leadership podcast. Together, we're going to navigate leadership with faith as our foundation. Let's get started. Grab your coffee or water, keep that notebook and pen handy, and let's jumpstart your leadership. I bet if you are listening to this episode, you are very curious about how you can foster a culture of accountability within your team, within your workplace. And I'd like to actually start off with a question. What does accountability look like in your workplace? Is there, is, there, <laughs> is there any form of accountability in your workplace? And what's our responsibility as leaders towards our team in terms of accountability? Even if you trust your team and you trust them to work autonomously, there should be some form of checking, providing feedback, an update chat or meeting, so that your team know that you are there and that you care. So what does that look like in your work environment or in your department? 
Accountability does not mean micromanaging your team, absolutely not. Constantly checking up on them or even having them constantly keep you updated or give you feedback. Micromanaging really is just one of the most awful things that leaders can do to their team. And micromanaging is a way of having control. Lots of leaders micromanage their team because it likes to feel in control. It's a form of perfectionism where leaders feel that if they do not rule with a rod, <laughs> then nothing's going to get done. So if you are that leader who feel that if, you do, if you're not there constantly to motivate your team, to tell them what to do, nothing gets done, then definitely there's some red flags there because your team should be able, definitely able, to work autonomously without you constantly having to tell them what to do. And so in this episode, we going to go through that, how you can basically solve that problem. And I would like to offer you my services. I would like to say, come and have a chat with me, email me at support at rickawhelan.com. And I'd, I'd really just like to help and support you with that journey because I've had to do it myself as well. And your team needs to be able to work autonomously, 100%. Okay, so let's jump in. What can you do? Number one, Integrity. Integrity is the foundation of good leadership and integrity is a cornerstone of effective leadership because it builds trust, respect and confidence amongst colleagues, employees, peers. And it basically means that you as the leader are committed to doing the right thing, even when it's not easy or popular. And as leaders, we're constantly under the microscope, whether that is A, because our team looks up to us and want to follow our lead, they trust us and they want to learn from us, or B, because it's a toxic workplace culture and you are being chastised by your team for every possible little mistake that you make. They love pointing it out every time you try and speak out about their performance and they simply throw you, throw your performance back in your face. So... Um, this can be really hard if, as leaders, because people are constantly looking at us and leadership is hard, honestly, until I stepped into a role where I was basically the leader or the supervisor, the manager, it was really hard because all of a sudden, you know, all eyes are on you and depending on how big your team was and at some point in time my team was nearly I nearly had 50 people that reported to me so it did make it very tough because in all aspects you've got 50 or 100 (laughs) um, eyes on you constantly looking at you Um, and not just from a bad perspective but also from a positive perspective so you've got the opportunity to really make a difference so in that space I'd like to say do the right thing all the time, whether somebody's looking or not. You might think no one's looking, but in actual fact, they are. There's a saying that says, one of the most important ways to manifest integrity is to be loyal to those who are not present. In doing so, we build the trust of those who are present. And that was a quote by Stephen R. Covey. And it's so important that we show integrity, even if people are not present. People might try and talk about someone else and then we just show integrity and say, you know, I can't talk about that person or I'm not going to engage in that, um, X, Y, and Z, whatever that might look like like for you. But just make sure that you show integrity all the time. And I know it's hard. I know we're not perfect. We're human beings. We make mistakes. But just actually strive and try your very best. Because if you do that, then that means that other people will see that you are doing it 
they'll want to also please you as a leader and I know that that's kind of the wrong thing to say but let's rather change it into they want to impress you because we all want to impress our managers we all want to do a good job and to impress our leader showing integrity if we if we're showing integrity first is a very good thing for them to copy and to follow now number two is clear expectations and I have talked about expectations quite a bit but it, in previous episodes but it's very important that we we set clear expectations with our team and if you're interested in going to listen to the two-part series of clear expectations it's episode eight and nine where I discussed how you, you know if your team know exactly what your expectations are how do we know that they're aligned and then actually setting clear expectations with your team so clear expectations and while I was pre prepping for this episode I actually got the following analogy um, or this picture in my head so to explain to you. So think about swimming in the ocean. Some beaches have shark nets for a reason. Um, it's a boundary line. There are usually um, also two flags that show the swimmer the safest place to swim and these are clear expectations for swimmers that this is where they should swim. And if they go out of these boundaries, they're putting their life in danger. And we know what the potential consequences could be should they choose to ignore those boundaries. So think about it in that sense with your team. Does your team know where the exact boundaries and flags are? And do they understand what the consequences would be should they decide to ignore them? Now, I'm not necessarily talking about written warnings, performance reviews, etc., although they are actually also relevant here, but you can't lead with that ever. You don't say to your team, you have to do this, otherwise you're going to get a written warning or it's going to end up in performance management. And I, I, you know, I'm <laughs> I've always been very, very honest and I have done it that way. I have led with fear and there were reasons why I did that at that point in time because... That was the only way I could get my team to actually do what they were meant to do because the team was just really going through a tough time. And I didn't do it for a very long time and um, and I was always very sorry I did that, but there was a good reason and it actually worked at that point in time. But this is not what I'm saying with this. What I am actually talking about is what are the consequences for the team, for the organization, and what is the domino effect should they potentially decide not to stick within those boundaries to, to swim basically within between the two flags so i really believe that people if they understand those consequences and the domino effect that their actions can actually cause then they would actually think twice about stepping out of those boundaries or swimming outside of the flags so do you have clear expectations for your team Please go and listen to episode 8 and 9. That will help you immensely if you do not have clear expectations for your team. Because this is really a good way to, for, from, to foster a culture of accountability. Is if people know within which flags or within which boundaries they are meant to be, how much easier is that then? You don't have to micromanage them because they already know. Three, professional goals. I'm going to start this one again with a question and I know I've got lots of questions and I hope that these are good promptings for you to make you think a little bit and to, to challenge your mindset and to challenge your thinking as well. If this podcast doesn't make you, doesn't challenge you and doesn't make you think, 
then it's boring. So I, I really want with all my heart for my episodes to challenge you and to to help you with your mindset surrounding leadership, surrounding faith, surrounding boundaries, surrounding workplace culture, because those are the four pillars of my podcast. And I believe that that is what God gave me so that I can challenge you on those specific four things. So the question then is, does every person in your organization have a goal that they are currently working towards achieving? A goal that has nothing to do with projects, strategic plans, long-term, short-term goals, nothing. But rather a goal that develops them personally as an individual and encourages them to be a better version of themselves, not to change, but to be a better version of themselves, which will then translate into them doing their job better. Now, I actually work for a company where people... So in my department, I implemented annual goals, and uh, I mentioned in the previous episode, but if you hadn't listened to that, what I do is I um, get my team to set their goal, annual goal, at the beginning of the year, so January. Then twice during the year, they would catch up with someone and talk about their goals. So basically, um, it's a way of accountability, right? But for them, they didn't actually know that that was what I meant by that. For me, I pitched it as you are catching up with someone else who can help you with your goal and who's supporting you with your goal because that was also true. So I wasn't lying. That was actually also the truth. But one of the intentions behind that was it was a form of accountability. And guess what? I didn't have to do that. I just basically the only thing I did was I would say, hey, guys, the uh, your chats with your peers are coming up regarding your goal. Please schedule them within the next two weeks. And just send me send me some notes afterwards. And so what I would do is once a year they would so three months or four months after they had set their own annual goal, which they had to submit on a system. I so they had to submit it on a system. Um, it didn't I didn't actually go and check very regularly whether they submitted it or not because again I didn't have the time for that and they needed to take accountability, right? So four months later, they met They met with a peer, someone of their choosing. They would sit down with that person and they would say, this is my current goal. This is the progress that I've made or not made. I've not even looked at my goal for the last four months. And then it would actually prompt a conversation between the peers. They would actually be, you know, they they got a little bit embarrassed sometimes. So they would they didn't want to have nothing to say to that person. So some of them, even if it meant a week prior to those meetings, they would then start working on their goals. It was a good way for them, for internal motivation to to be sparked. And then about four months later, they would sit with another leader, another department leader that wasn't me. And that was quite crucial to me because I was also training up my leadership team because I didn't want to be the only leader there. And if you're lonely in your leadership role, I, I would really think about who are those other people that you can start training up as leaders that's going to take over the legacy of whatever you're building there at the moment. Start investing in them. And so then only at the end of the year would I then sit with those people and I'd say, okay, tell me about your year. Tell me about your goal. And they would be able to take me on a journey of their goal and how they've achieved it. And then it's their celebration. It's what they make of it. And those just to be the people see the progress from January to December, and it just amazes them. They're so happy with themselves. They and they did it all by themselves, not because I forced them, but because they wanted to. And that is really just a great way to start accountability 
innately and internally because that will then translate into their job roles because if they can be accountable for their own professional and personal goals, they can 100% be accountable for things at work. So number four is relationships. So to cultivate a culture of accountability, relationships and trust will be key. Um, and how do we build relationships with our team and start trusting them to do their jobs um, and not wanting to constantly follow up and make sure? Look, I do think that the, you'll know if someone's not doing their job properly because you're not going to be able to see those results or, you know, team projections or, you know, things like that. But how do we move from micromanaging them to giving them autonomy and trusting them? So for me, it's building one-on-one -on -one relationships with each team member. And if you do have a very large team and you don't have the time to meet with each of them individually, just remember that they want to be seen and heard by you. They want to know that you actually know that they exist and who they are. So find ways, clever little ways to connect with them, whether that be department meetings, greeting them on their first name, which creates a sense of um, belonging because your first name is uniquely you. It's significant to who you are. And if someone cares enough to know your name, it must mean something. And so a clever little trick that you can make sure that you can name people on their names is just get them to wear their name badges every single day. Um, I know that at some point in time we were really lax with that, but we had a new person coming in and they said, please wear your name badge because there is 500 people here. I need to know, I need to, uh, to name you on your first name. That's important. That's really, that's who you are. That's your identity. Clever little hack. Um, but in an upcoming episode, not the next one, but in one of the upcoming episodes in the in the next couple of weeks, I'm actually going to be discussing my INSPIRE framework. So the word, the, every single letter of the, of the word INSPIRE actually means something different, which runs you through a framework of effectively building relationships with your team. So just look out for that. That's going to be amazing. And then follow through is number five. So what does follow through look like? How do you physically in your company, for example, as per policy or procedure, keep your team accountable if they don't come up the mass? and if they fail to produce. I actually joined a company where the department I headed up was brand new. And so, yes, the company had a procedure in place for these sorts of things, performance management and, for example, uh, the code of conduct. And, for example, then, so the formal term being performance management. But I had to work out in my head and visualize what it would look like for me to physically implement this. Because there are practical steps you need to take to follow through. And if you are proactive in prepping this, you are, then you don't need to be reactive. Because I'm telling you right now, if you are not going to prep for how you are going to react, then you are going to react in the wrong way. And that is not what you want. That has happened to me, and that is why that is uh, this is so crucial. It's happened, unfortunately, over the last five years, it's happened with me twice that I reacted instead of just being proactive. So, and that's why I'm saying all the other times it was great. Uh, great, there was other times where I was really prepared and I, I knew exactly in my head what I was meant to say. But the other two times was because I was not prepared. So know what that will look like, not only from a black and white legal document point of view, but from a practical way, visualize yourself talking to someone who is underperforming. Prepare what you will say if they get defensive or overly emotional or angry. And preparing at all costs is going to save the skin. <laughs> yeah, it's going to save your skin, I promise you. 
And this counts for the positive as well. So how will you follow through if somebody did hit their targets, if, if they did achieve their goal? What will that celebration look like? Your team will soon realize that they are in charge of their results. And no matter which way it goes, you will be there to follow through. And then the last one, I know I'm going through these very quickly, but I want to try and make these episodes not so lengthy so that we can get through all of the tangible steps because it's so crucial to me that you understand all these steps. And I know I'm I'm using quite a lot of examples, but I need it to hit home for you and that you can just, it doesn't matter in what industry you're in, that it'll make sense for you. Number six is support. Let your team know what support is available for them. But also identify who in your team needs what type of specific support. Because if you've built those relationships and they've got their professional, personal goals and you there's, there's clear expectations and you know that you're practicing integrity, they have integrity, they're doing the right thing, but they still need further support, then, then you'll know exactly what you, you, you can do to offer them that support because you've probably been in that space as well. And that's why you've been appointed the leader. Usually a person who's appointed in a leadership position has already done what the team has done. So that makes you the expert in offering support for that person. And sometimes that person doesn't want that support, so we have to use clever little ways to get them to accept our help. But it is vital that they know what support is available and that you then reach out to each of your team members individually to ask them what they need. Because in a group, they're just going to smile and wave. But they're more likely to open up to you if you ask them one-on-one. And again, say their name. I'm looking forward to, um, to seeing this from you, but is there anything you might need? I can see that on your goal this is your goal for the year. So how do you think that's going to translate into these results? Do you think you'll struggle with that? Is there any further support you might need? So I'm just going to recap the six ways that you can foster a culture of accountability in your workplace. Number one, integrity. Two, clear expectations. Three, professional goals. Four, relationship. Five, follow through. And six, support. Stay tuned for the next episode, which is coming up on Wednesday, because I am going to be talking about three ways to set effective boundaries with your team. So I look forward to sharing with you and seeing you on Wednesday. Thanks so much for listening. If this podcast blessed you in some way, the number one way you can thank me is by leaving a review. Your feedback means the world to me and lights me up every single time when I read it and it makes me want to keep going. So please leave a review and your review will also help other Christian women in leadership find the answers they are looking for. So whether you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, scroll down to the review section and leave that review. Then head over to womenoffaithinleadership.com and join our free Facebook community and I look forward to engaging with you there.